Our passion didn't start with a mouth. It started with people, with the well-being of the profession. And if you're like me, maybe a little bit of your nerdiness and all things tech too. We all want to love what we do, but the truth is burnout, people problems, and glass ceilings can keep us from doing what we set out to do. So let's get back to the heart of connection. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. This show is about passing you the knowledge, the habits, the systems, and the strategies to lead your teams, lean on your tech, and listen to your gut while you take care of people and truly the overall health of our communities. Let's stop using the wrong end of the toothbrush, y'all. My name is Dr. Kelly Tanner. Oh, and uniquely, I'm a dental hygienist too. You can consider me a guru in the dental and leadership industry. With over three decades of experience, my goal is to take you to the next level by empowering growth, perspective, and confidence. By identifying the gaps, recognizing the plaque, and extracting the truth with the other experts in the field. I'll share their stories, empower you to own yours, and elevate your passion in the process. So have a seat in the chair, put on your bib, and let's get to work. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. I am your host, Dr. Kelly Tanner, RDH, and today I have with me Aser Tufekci, who is a longtime friend, right? Aser, how many years? I don't even know. 20 years at least. 20 plus. I know. I know we look so young. So uh, we go we go way back from when I was a baby hygienist when I started teaching at Virginia Commonwealth University. Sarah and I work together. She's in the School of Dentistry and the program of orthodontics. And we did some research together, collaborated about the role of the hygienist and how important it is for prevention. And needless to say, you guys know that's my jam. So we hit it off from there. So Asair, I'm just so honored that we're still friends. And it was it's so nice to have you on the dental handoff today. I am super excited uh, being here with you today, Kelly. It's my pleasure. So Asair and I just recently ran into each other at SmileCon. Uh, ADA SmileCon in Houston. And I was like, no way. Hi. You know, because you just never know who you see at conferences, which is the beauty of conferences. And I said, Sarah, I really want people to hear your journey. And so Sarah, tell us a little bit like why dentistry and why orthodontics for you? Those are great questions. Um, Actually, I was talking to one of my patients about it because uh, I had a little 12-year-old, and I asked what he wanted to become, and he said something similar. And I told him, I said, me too. I, ever since I was six-year-old, my favorite game was Operation. So I think, I think it's in you. Like, of course, I didn't know what dentistry was at the time or healthcare. I'll be honest with you. I always knew I was going to be some kind of doctor because that was fascinating to me, the human body. But as I got older and when I was in high school, I loved the artistic approach of dentistry. And also, I am such a compassionate person and I tend to take other people's problems too much on me so i felt like medicine would be really not easy so i felt like you know what dentistry is great you can make people feel better about their smiles 
and I can use my hands to create artwork because we're kind of artists too. So that's how I came to that conclusion for dentistry. Okay, so then you were a dentist and were you always a dentist in the U.S.? I, yes, I graduated uh, in Istanbul, Turkey. I attended Istanbul University for my dental degree. I graduated in August 1989 and I came to the U.S. in September. So I never practiced in Turkey. So my whole academic career or career was in the U.S., Okay, awesome. I, I don't think I re- had remember that. For some reason, I thought that, well, I knew that you started there. And then you came to the U.S. And then where did you go from there? Because you were a dentist and now you're an orthodontist. Yes. Oh, my, actually, I could write a book about myself. So when I came here, my goal was to apply for a graduate program, either master's degree, PhD, because my goal was get that extra education, go back to Turkey and either teach or uh, practice. So um, I knew that. So when I came, the very first thing that I needed to do was to improve my English because I went in Turkey to a French Catholic school. So French was my foreign language. And then once I did that, my next uh, goal was to apply for a graduate program. That year, I already missed all the applications. So I had to wait for the next cycle. And sitting home and doing nothing, I'm a typical type A. I was like, there's no way I can do this. I got work permit. A work visa permit, and then I worked as a gift wrapper at a department store in Columbus, Ohio. So I was gift wrapping for a year until I got my admission to the Ohio State University. Wow, a gift wrapper! <laughs> I bet I bet you took a lot of pride in that too, knowing you. Honestly. At one point, I was literally, I'm not seeing it because I'm seeing it, but yes, being, you know, we dentists are OCD to a degree. So the corners had to be sharp. The stripes had to, yeah, meet each other at the corner. So I did a big pride in that. Absolutely. I was one of the best gift wrappers. My manager would tell me that all the time. I bet. I'm just imagining you in there, like getting frustrated if they didn't line up. Yeah. But, of course, the reason I made clear that I tell this story is just imagine someone with a dental degree come to the U.S. and you're doing this as a, you know, side job. There were times that I was like, what if I don't get admitted to the, you know, university? Then what do I do? So I also explored the options of working as an assistant in a dental practice to my surprise because in my country we don't have such thing but it was surprising that people like those offices would not hire me because i was overqualified because i was a dentist and in their eye it was not something proper to do if you were a dentist to work as a dental assistant That made me realize that if I'm going to be a dentist in this country, I have to study hard. I have to get ready for those 
TOEFL exam, which is the English proficiency exam, GRE exams. So I really, really put my heart and soul that one year for a good preparation so I could be admitted to a graduate program. So that was that was good timing for you for that to to that to happen. So you could say, okay, this is what I need to do is my next steps. Exactly. Absolutely. So then you obviously got admitted into the Ohio State University. This is Sarah is a person where I realized that you have to say the Ohio State University. Yes. <laughs> Back when I was 23, <laughs> I realized this. I'm like, I, I don't know what the importance is. She goes, no, you don't understand. You've got to say the. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yes, you got it. So your residency there. So why orthodontics? Like same yeah. reason dentistry? No, that's an excellent question. First of all, when I was admitted to the uh, grad school, it was a master's program in dental materials, biomaterials. It had nothing to do with orthodontics. And interesting enough, I was um, researching dental implants, the bone integration, RC integration to the titanium-coated dental implants. So during my master's degree, I took a lot of engineering courses. I was at the engineering school, the only person with no engineering background taking all those advanced courses. Um, So I took a lot of engineering courses and then also biology of bone, biology of how bone regenerates. And I'm not kidding you, one day I was like, wait a minute, Orthodontics is a great combination of engineering and bone. So uh, I got my master's degree and I was then admitted to my PhD program. And during my PhD program, I started to attend seminars in our orthodontic department at the uh, university, at the dental school. And during those seminars, I realized that, yes, this is my calling because, again, I love to use my brain like mechanics, mathematics, yet I love the artsy part of um, orthodontics and bone biology. So that's how I made a decision that I should definitely try to become an orthodontist. Well, when you're saying it, it's... People will, people tell this story so often. And when you're, when you're saying it out loud, where it was this aha moment of, well, of course it's orthodontics. You know, what, do you feel like after you realize that, that the answer was right there the entire time, you just couldn't see it? Exactly. I think, I think like, for example, this is an excellent question, Kelly, because the department chief of Prost department at the college of dentistry He was so pleased with my work that he literally came to me one day and said, wouldn't you consider residency in prosthodontics? And I looked at him, I was honored and humbled. And I was like, thank you so much, but I don't think so. But when I thought about ortho, it was like not even a little concern or question mark, yes. I knew that was it. So probably that's why I didn't say yes for pros because it wasn't there for me. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it was like that with my PhD. I'd tried, been trying to decide for probably two or three years what I was going to do. And I looked over on my bookshelf and I saw leadership, 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 leadership <laughs> books. And I'm like, 
It's been there the whole time. time. Like what? What part of this was I missing? So it's yeah, because you're engineering, you're re-engineering bone. I mean, and you're you're doing the the art and science of yeah. dentistry and what that is, and the um, the potential that that gives you to again, you know, you said you know about yourself that you want to make people happy. That satisfies also that part exactly. of your why and what you want for your life. Exactly. I get such a big joy and pleasure when I see a kid who wasn't smiling because they had bad teeth, they were getting bullied at school, then all of a sudden, once you align their teeth and they have a big smile, you see the confidence. It is it is priceless. Absolutely. I love it. Literally life changing what you do. It's it's so is. important. The smile is so important. And we know that. And um, some people think too, that a smile is, well, that's a, you know, we could talk about teeth forever, but um, we, we know the importance of a smile and the healthy smile too, but the impact that just a movement of one tooth can really contribute to someone's outcome in life. That You said it, Kelly. I have many patients that everything else is good, but there's this one lateral incisors sticking out you know and that is gonna exactly you change one tooth not much it changes the whole confidence and whole future of that one person and i agree with you it's amazing the impact on people so then you went and you now you teach it at the vcu school of dentistry in the department of orthodontics and how has that been? Like, how was it going from a clinician to an educator? Tell us about that journey. Yeah, that's uh, you ask all those interesting questions. So when I was in my residency, I was at the University of Minnesota, and we were six residents per year. And one of our faculty at the time, when we had only like six months for graduation or till graduation date. He was asking, what are your plans? And everybody wanted to go to private practice. And I said, oh, I want to become an academician. I want to teach and practice at the university. They all looked at me like, what's wrong with you? Like, (laughs) so, so that's again, I think it was my calling to be an educator. What I like about this is certain days i am clinician because i'm in the clinic i treat patients but there's another day that i conduct research and i am a researcher i want to know what the evidence is what is the cause of this and other days i mentor i even have a dental not even dental student a freshman from vcu who comes and shadows me and does research with me so this every different things that i do i feel like this is me so i love it i enjoy combining everything and having different things at a time instead of only concentrating on one thing i think it's the personality so this was perfect job for me considering my personality did you think now when you started go when you transitioned to academia were you surprised at how different being in a, being a faculty was than a student? Like I remember as a student, I, I used to always think that faculty would, you know, 
be in the classroom with us. And then you would just see them sitting at their desk and your paper wasn't graded. So you're like, why are they still sitting there? Why is my paper not graded? So did you, did you have that moment where you were just like, Oh, now I know what they went through. Yes. Because, because I didn't know that there are so many other things that as an academician, you have to do like sitting on committees and, um going to the meetings and not even have a lunch time to eat your lunch so i totally agree and honestly sometimes when i have a student who sends me this thing on like at 12 p.m and they expect me to reply at 2 30 with the edits i'm like i say to myself do they think that i'm not doing anything like i sit <laughs> in my office yeah <laughs> it is so true because you think like it's only you go and teach and that's it you're done what do they do that whole time i agree but yeah i learned that it's not yeah one of the cool things that i found that being in academia that allowed you to do although that dental offices are you know there's no date is the same with them is that being an academician you can truly have that variety in every single day like you said researcher you're contacting you're you're with the students you're on committees so your brain gets developed there is some leadership development where you're where you're um growing yourself in that too. You, you feel like you're growing, you're contributing in different areas. Do you, would you agree with that? Absolutely. And I think that's what I meant by personality. Like I have an attention deficit and I tell you, if I were born these days, I think I would be diagnosed at the time they didn't diagnose me, but I have this attention deficit. So I cannot do one thing for a long period of time so, for example, today I was doing seminar with the residents this morning. Then I was at a research meeting with um, very prominent researchers discussion, discussing uh, demineralization in orthodontic patients. Now mm -hmm. I am doing this. So that's why I totally agree. It's just the personality. It just helps you to learn. I, I feel like I'm constantly learning. Like new technology is so quick that it's hard for me to catch up. When I have a resident who comes to me and says, Dr. T, there is this new technique or new appliance. Can we use it? I'm like, yes, let's learn it together. So it helps me. It's win-win no matter what. I I totally agree with you that it's uh, the dynamics is fast paced, but it's so exciting. Yeah. You get plugged in. And I found too, that students like to your point of what you just said, they, I get as much from them as they get from me because they help me think differently exactly. than the way I was. And they bring new information to me about, Oh, I've never thought about that. Absolutely. There are times that, once in a while, there will be this amazing student who will ask me a question and I have to think. And I'm like, you know what? I need to explore this further and get back with you. because, And that way, I am improving my, I am literally learning and improving because, like you said, you learn from them. So it's it's a great dynamics, totally. Yeah. And you, um, you've been at the college for a, a while. Yes, yes. This is my, um, I joined here in 2000. Gosh, time goes by so fast. 2002. So I'm going to my yeah 
21st year I've been here for a long time. So I actually was hired in 2002 as well, the same exact year. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I don't know that I remember that. That's so funny when you said that. Not a, no, I don't think I knew either. Yeah, we we went into the school at the same time. Look at us. Our stars were aligned back then. That's for sure. Yeah. So would you, looking back, would you have done anything differently? Like in terms of your track or your path or, you know, what are some things that you would have looked back and said, I would have changed that, or maybe that was a mistake? Quite honestly, not really. Um, I am very happy to be here. Uh, I had a few offers from other schools. And one thing that never fails is your gut feeling. So I listened to my gut feeling and I felt happy here when I interviewed. And now that I go and visit other schools, I feel like everywhere has, you know, their own issues. No, I, I'm, I am happy I'm here. That was a good decision. Um, I don't know. I feel like I was lucky to have good mentors in my life to guide me in the right direction. Um, I, I am happy to be where I am, and I don't think I could have done anything different, especially for me. My uh, circumstances were different than any American new graduate. I had to do master's. I had to do PhD because orthodontics is very competitive. When you have top applicants from the best schools in the U.S., and here's this Turkish student from Istanbul University, good, good grades and everything, but you don't know much about that school. You don't know much about that culture. So I had to prove myself that I can do this and I had to go that route. And you know what? I am so happy I have those degrees because I use them every day to improve, to develop. So, no, I think that was the right decision and right pathway to for me to do. And do you feel like that through through going getting the education that you've earned that you can you've proven to yourself what your worth is as well and like that you can figure just about anything out so true totally agree yes and i told you my moment was okay i won't be able to work in this country as a healthcare oral healthcare or dental practitioner okay what do i want to do that's why Remember, I made that comment that I had to study hard because that was one chance. And what is great about this country is when you work hard, when you show people that you can do it, they give you that opportunity. And interesting enough, the professor who took me under his wings at OSU calls himself that he is my American father. There is, he trusted me. He accepted me in his program. And all I had to do was to study hard that that was a right decision for him to do that. That was my assignment. And I, I, there was no way I could do anything wrong because this person trusted me. And quite honestly, this is, um, as a side note, I was the first Turkish student he accepted. And after me, he accepted many Turkish students because 
he realized that we have good schools back home. We are hardworking people, you know, culturally, uh, we can adjust to the system. So even that for me is a big honor that I opened the door for future uh, students. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And I'm you left a legacy there because you 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 got the experience you learned and I knowing you I would bet that you reached out to some of your friends who were Turkish and were trying to get in and you mentored them. I I exactly. If somebody asked me a question, I just exactly. I try to do everything. Not only people I know. I mean, I will get random emails these days and I will try my best to guide them in the right direction and uh, tell them what to do. I hope they can be successful. Again, it is amazing. The joy and happiness I get from that is I cannot explain. So I'm kind of selfish because I get a lot of joy and happiness from that. Well, that's what it's about. It's, I mean, I think that it's (laughs) what makes it all worth it. You know, it it makes it, it, it makes you, aware that you made the right decision for yourself. And because it's when people aren't in that moment and not in the job that they want to be in, that they're unhappy, that they're, that they get burnt out and they real they just think, why am I doing this? That is true. And also sometimes people are doing things that they don't enjoy. And I also tell them like, you can do it. Don't settle. Did you do your best to get to that point? Oh, no, I heard that it's very difficult to get into residency. Or I'm like, don't give up until it's time to give up. You have to use every avenue to get to your target, to your goal. I mean, sometimes, yeah, things won't work out. But I am a firm believer that when you try, there is karma over there. Your hard work somewhat gets somewhat gets um rewarded yeah yes and then even if it's even if you try and you try your hardest you'll never have regret on if you could have done better that's exactly it even if it didn't work it's better to say you know what i tried and it didn't work as opposed to in 20 years you're like what if i did that oh i regret that i didn't do this that is the worst feeling at least now you have the comfort of hey I did my best. It didn't work out. Maybe there's something, you know, so I agree totally. Yep. So get a mentor. It's just to kind of summarize too what I'm hearing you say, get a mentor, work as hard as you can for what you want. And don't, you know, don't psych yourself out that it's going to be so hard. True. And don't get discouraged from stories that you hear. You are unique. You are a person create your own luck, create your own circumstances. Yeah. You never, you never know how it's going to end up. Do you? No. (laughs) And then to also, I'm hearing you say that, you know, of course, give it, always shoot your best shot. And then sometimes the answer that lies within you is right there in front of you. Like, look around, breathe, figure out what you, if you're maybe not struggling, but if you're wondering to yourself, okay, what, what is truly 
what is truly my calling? What is what is it truly that I want to do? Even if it's something different, if, or even if it's something that you're in the middle of right now, because I love what I do. I know you love what you do, but you're listening to your intuition, to your gut of, should I go this way or should I go this way? So sometimes the answer is right there. And look at all the signs that, that have lined up for that. It's, yeah, exactly. If you're thinking about like, what should I do then? That means that there's something that makes you say that. And that is a big win and gain because you think about it and you try to, you know, change your direction. So totally. Yeah. And then like, I would say even a step further, if it's something that interests you, like look into it, talk to people and rule it out. But rule it out if it's something that you're interested in and be like, yeah, you know, okay. So then I kind of disqualify that. Yeah, that's probably not for me. Like you did with prosthodontics. You're like, oh, that's such an honor. But yeah, no, thank you. I'm not available for that. I want to do something else. But, you know, figure out what that's about and figure out that sets, sets, sets kind of like in your timeline of what would serve you and what you want to leave behind in this world. Well said, Kelly. I agree 100%. Yeah. So I know, I mean, I know how being on site with you, with your residents, they love learning from you because you are so open and you're, you're like, sure, let's, like you said, let's try this, let's do it. And I think that that's such a, that's such a must for a leader to remain open-minded, to be able to listen to opposite views and to hear something that's different than what you think. Yes, I think th this is one thing that a lot of educators make a mistake of, like, because I'm an educator, I don't have to know everything. Because I have a PhD, I was told one time, I was asked a question, and then I didn't know the answer. It was uh, something related to biomaterials. And I said, I don't know. And the person said, oh, don't you have a PhD? And I was like, Yes, I have a PhD, but that doesn't mean I'm going to know everything in biomaterials, but I can use my skills to go back and learn about that. So um, going back to what you said, I think the beauty is to, to be able to open to say, I don't know, but let's learn it together. So if you shut down, like thinking that, oh, the resident will think that I don't know, then it's going to prevent them from learning. And it's going to prevent me from learning. So to be open and like, you know, it, you, it, this is a nurturing learning environment. And then the resident will feel comfortable approaching you to ask about that new uh, treatment option. So it's, again, for both ways, it's the um, uh, benefit is uh, priceless. And you're teaching them leadership skills as well by talking to you and remaining open. And you're having that open line of communication to say, no, I don't know yet, but let's figure this out together. And so you're teaching them to pass that skill on in that because they rem they can remember and internalize how that made them feel for someone else to say, no, I don't know. And, you know, they could very well say, well, you're the faculty. Why don't you know that? Yeah. But they yeah. don't. They're also open-ended too, to realize that, no, we don't know everything, but that's why we're lifelong learners. And speaking of leadership, you're right, Kelly. Two values that I value a lot in a leader is one, listening, being able to listen what the other person has to say, being open to that. And the second one is being transparent, like 
you don't know, you don't know. Instead of, so those are important values in a good leader. Yeah. And it's, it's not perfect every time. And sometimes it takes that person to say, you know what, next time can we go about it differently like this? So I think that that relationship needs to be there and it can, it can sometimes be uncomfortable, but it's through that process that you learn how you can grow, how the other person can grow. And um, I've seen it firsthand with this, the resonance that you teach and that they, you know, absolutely adore you. And you were a mentor to me and still continue to be at the school because, you know, even though you and I started at the same time, I came to you and I said, Sarah, I want to do some research. I want to learn how to do things. And you said, okay, come on, let's be part of the study. And but I'm so proud of that study. It was, it, it was such an amazing experience because that was the first one I had really done since I was, you know, a master, I had my master's and, and, and dental hygiene and you just held my hand through it and you're like, okay, this is what we do now. But I learned a lot about what universities do from that angle. Cause I'd always been on the student side of it. Yeah. I learned so much from you from the dental hygiene side. So that's why team playing and everybody using their strength, that's the best um, thing to do in a, you know, any, even in private practice, you might have uh, a good team with all everybody working together. So good approach. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, everybody in their strength is there. Thank you so much for being on with me today. You know, I could talk to you for hours. Maybe, or, you know, we're not talkers. Uh, yeah, we can talk forever, especially when it comes to research and teeth. But this was so, so, so nice. I am so happy that we did this. And I really appreciate you. Well, you know, I appreciate and adore you. And how do people get in touch with you if they want to reach out and have questions or want to be mentored? Yeah, they can reach me at uh, E. T-U-F-E-K-C-I, E2FECG, at vcu.edu. I can easily be uh, reached out. And I promise I always um, return the emails. Sometimes it could be a few days, but yeah, I would be happy to do that. And then her email will also be in the show notes for anyone. And you can reach out to me as well if you need to uh, link up with Dr. Tufekci. And thank you again for being on. And to... All of our listeners, thank you for all that you do every day to dedicate your lives and your care to your patients and your communities. And if you wouldn't mind doing me a favor and going on Apple Podcasts and give me a five-star rating on the dental handoff, five stars, because you know that Apple's what matters. I would appreciate it. So thanks for all that you do. Sarah, thank you again. And you thank guys you. be well. Take care, thank everyone. You. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right. Bye-bye. 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 Oh, 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 oh,